Well, welcome back to the Trinity Church Waxahachie podcast. I'm your host, Rob Price, and filling in for Pastor Lennon this week is, is our, let's go with our two people, Pastor Brian Cavazzo and Pastor Isaac Martinez. Welcome, guys, to the podcast. Thank you for having us. What up, what That's up? Right. So I guess Pastor Lennon is out doing some family stuff today, so he asked y'all to pinch it for him. So welcome aboard. Let's have some fun time here on the podcast. Sweet. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, first of all, before we get into the details of the, of the content for Life Groups, there are some pretty big announcements happening this week. Walk us through, especially Friendsgiving, Pastor Brian. Sweet. Yeah. So Friendsgiving is coming up uh, this Sunday. November 20th. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. It's, as Pastor Lennon mentioned before, it's something that all the Trinity campuses are kind of going uh, full force to. And uh, it's really exciting. We get to partner with Salvation Army and we get to give them some uh, canned goods. Uh, like Pastor Lennon said this Sunday, they, they're on high demand, you know, recession, just a bunch of things happening. So as a church, we get to partner with them. Bring your canned goods. You get a raffle ticket. Bring a friend. You get a raffle ticket. Your friends get a raffle ticket too. Wow. That, no, that whole positive. So you bring a friend, they get a raffle ticket. Yeah. Prizes are awesome. So, you know, with Christmas season coming up soon, you get a $300 shopping spree for first place. The first ticket we raffle will be that, wow. a $300 shopping spree to Amazon. And then second place is a pair of AirPods. You know, who doesn't like a Sweet. pair of AirPods? And then third place, but definitely not least, is a, a pie from Bittersweet Pies. And um, those pies are legit. They're not just... No, we're running off the milk pies. They're really good. So. so we're asking folks to bring at least one canned good. You could bring a, a couple or several if you can. Yes. But, uh, no pun intended. Get that no can. Get that if you can. <laughs> that just came out. That's good. That's so, good. yeah. Uh, but at least one, at least a couple if you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a f- cans are typically cheap. Just a bag of cans. Bring them. Uh, we'll organize them. And Do they come to the front lobby to drop those off or their drop-off points in the cafe area? Yes. Yeah. We'll make note of the drop-off points. It'll be pretty visible and we'll okay. try to communicate those as best as possible. Awesome. Great. Yes, sir. Anything else happening as we transition into Thanksgiving and Missions Month and even into Christmas? Anything else on the hopper we need to know about date-wise? Um, I would say just the, the uh, ending of life groups, really. Um, I mean, and everyone says all because life groups are just amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, w- with the break and the holidays, we're we're going to have a break on life groups and they will resume on the week of January 8th. And what's cool about life groups is that I like the fact that this church employs a hard start and a hard end, meaning there's no requirement for group A with 10 members to meet again with the exact same 10 members in the exact same house right? next semester. You could lead another one. You could take a break and be a member of another one. You could join another one. And right. so sometimes the flow of life does not always allow you to be in a group every single semester. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Friendships are organic. And at least with young adult life groups, uh, back when it was just my wife and I, we had one day. Now we have multiple Young adults leading a life group, which allows maybe friends that I wanted in my life group, but they can't make it on Tuesdays. They have different days. So it's great. It's awesome. Good stuff. Well, let's transition now to uh, Sunday's message, which now we've we've moved over to change the map. But to launch that after Pastor kicked it off last week, we really had a, a really cool guest speaker come into town. One of our own from the family of Trinity Churches. He pastors our church at Fair Park. His name is Nate Smith. I had not heard him before. I'd heard about him. Basically, crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And three simple, easy points. The three T's, you know, we're all, we all have a target. Right. We all have the tools and we have a teammate. And yeah, he kind of right. laid out through his own stories mm-hmm. of his own life in the last 24 months or so, how he's hit all those three T's 
to really launch a pretty cool ministry out of a bar yeah. in downtown <laughs> Dallas. So as young men who are walking in the faith leaders, what were y'all impressions and takeaways from Pastor Nate's message? Um, well, I, I would just like to say Nate is a hero to me. And I, and I don't just say that I mean that. He's not just a great preacher or a hero of the word, but he's a doer. Uh, you know, we, my wife and I get the the privilege to lead our youth at Trinity Waxachie. And we took our youth this summer to his church to help them out with that. They do summer mission trips uh, for all people. And I, I remember this particular, this is, this is where Nate became my hero. This instance right here. Um, it was like the second day of the mission trip. It's hot. It's, I think it was July. And uh, there was this one instance where some of their, their leadership was taking our youth out into the streets to do street ministry, pass out food. And 10 minutes into the, into the deal, everyone's running a certain direction. And, you know, I look forward and kind of see some commotion going on. And there's, you know, a little bit of yelling and something going on and people are just running away. It turns out there was a homeless person just kind of spazzing out on drugs. Um, they were proceeding to take off their clothes and, and just do just horrendous stuff. And people are running away in fear and, and, you know, calling 911 and all, all that stuff. But in, in, in the midst of people running away, I turn around and I see Pastor Nate, Nate Smith running to this lady, like full on jog to this lady, runs up to her, places, he's the only one touching her at this point. He places his hand on her and starts praying for her, starts calming her down. As soon as Nate enters the scene, this lady begins to calm down. She begins to weep. She sits down. Uh, he gets her to sit down on the curb. She's still, you know, a little bit hectic on drugs, but, you know, the police arrive, uh, uh, the paramedics, they, they stabilize her. And But I think just at that moment, it reminded me of the lepers, right? In the Bible where people would run away and, you know, they were unclean and dirty people, but Jesus would come and, and touch them. And here was Pastor Nate, you know, in South Dallas, Fair Park, people are running away. They're, you know, I mean, it's a scary scene. I mean, rightly so. But here's Pastor Nate running to places his hand in praise and, and handles the situation. That's where Pastor Nate became. Well, and what it tells you about a guy like him is it was in his heart. And now the Bible says, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But it's also true to say out of the abundance of our heart, actions unfold. Mm -hmm. You really kind of know who you are when something quick happens. You must respond immediately. It just comes out of you. And that's what you saw from Pastor Nate. Oh, yeah. What about you, Pastor Isaac? Oh, man. Well, I would have to say his his story of just taking people to the state fair. Yeah. Um, that was probably my favorite. Um, I mean, the way that he just literally just went and grabbed the bus and just went around picking people up. Yeah. And saying, hey, yeah. let's go. Let's do it. And the more important part about that was what came from that. And what came from that was literally his first volunteer was someone that he picked up on the street and that he nurtured and he cared for um, and was there for this lady. And, you know, fast forward a couple months, gets baptized, fast forward a couple more months, and she is the first leader of of basically this church. And that's something that um, it takes sacrifice um, to just make disciples like this. This that That's making disciples. Um, but it doesn't just come by... Um, just doing whatever it comes by sacrifice and, and doing the things that, that Nate did. And that story throughout that sermon was probably my biggest takeaway. Um, it Going was amazing. the extra mile is really yeah. what it is. And that really leads into the first question for this week's life groups. And you just hit it right there, Isaac. 
what do you think is involved in making disciples? So life group leaders out there, as you hit this question, you may want to refer to what Isaac referred to is, is talk about the stories that Nate brought up and then bring up the stories in your own life around that circle, around that living room. Get people to talk about things they've actually done yeah. to yes. make disciples. Right. I think part of my life, something that was very monumental was, was a book called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. And the book is basically about how I mean, it's it's in the title. It's that if we if we want to preach the gospel and live it out, it's the idea of opening up our homes and our homes being being a holy place where people can meet. And that I love that that's what our church is about. One of my closest friends, he gave out the people in his life group a key to his house, and he would say, "My house is always open. If you need a place to stay, and you know they're young adults, but um, you know, so this obviously doesn't work out for everyone. But yeah, he he gave every single person in his life group." Uh, a copy of his key says, my house is always open. And it was more, I mean, no one, no one has ever popped up to his house unannounced, but it was just that heart of like, my house is yours. My food is yours, my pantry, my couch, whatever you need. And that has That's done a huge. lot. Yeah. So this week, we're also talking about the ministry of the apostle Paul and our our notes talk about Romans and particularly Romans 15, when at the end of the the book, Paul's talking about, hey, uh, my, my main thought here was I could use some help with some finances and because he had not yet gone to the Roman church. He was going to go to Spain and then hit the Roman church either on the way or on the way back. And I had never really seen that before, that that's really one of the reasons he may have written the book. This great doctrinal book was about, hey, I could use some help from you guys. So the question we can answer is in our life group this week is why should Christians ever focus their energies and finances on making disciples outside their own communities. Any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, I think um, the most important part about this is that it, I think it brings me back to what um, Haley and Drew Sellers are going to be doing in uh, Cambodia soon. Um, But just giving people the opportunity to see beyond what's happening in front of them. And when I say that, I mean like their backyards or their neighborhood or their communities um, it, it, ju- it just allows them to see um, the work of God just beyond the scope of what we can see in our everyday life. And for, you know, for us in our congregation, that may look like supporting Haley and Drew and supporting what they're doing in Cambodia. Um, just like Paul, they're like, hey, would you help us? We're taking the gospel to Cambodia where um, I, I think they said less than 1% is even hasn't even heard the name Jesus, yeah. which is really crazy. Um, but this is just basically a living uh, mission of what Paul did in Romans. And we see it before us on, you know, with Haley and Drew. Um, and this is just an opportunity for us to play our part um, as a church and to send people uh, just like Haley and Drew. And what's cool, guys, is they are out of our church. Yeah. And, and old man Rob here has been alive for 53 years. He's seen a lot of missionaries come and go and make, make announcements and show videos and have little windows of church services. And when a missionary is relationally connected to that body, Mm -hmm. I believe that body is much more open to giving their finances as opposed to hate to say the random guy who just got scheduled last week, who's just kind of making, making the routines and the routes. It's, we we still feel for you. We kind of hear your vision and we saw your video and we give the, and you know, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so got you the window in church. And, but to have someone come literally out of the pews of our own church. Yes. Yeah. And send them out. My wallet's more open to that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it speaks more to like their character and, and 
their life because, you know, Haley got baptized at our church. Uh, Drew leads a life group at our church. They're involved in a life group as well. And I, I think just Drew amazes me. I, I get the privilege of calling, calling him a good friend, but I see him lead guys in his life group now. And he has like this drive and this this compassion for, for people here in Waxahachie. And you see how it's twofold, how it's here in the community. He hasn't lost sight of that his feet are planted here. But then he's also focused on, you know, Cambodia and, and going out and reaching the world. And I think that just shows the heart of Jesus that he was both 100% involved where he was at, but he had the world in mind. I just think for this week, for your groups, guys, that you may get through all these questions or some of the questions, but let it be a week in your homes, in your classrooms this week of just talking about the concept of missions. You know, I remember one one comment when I would do videos for missions work, I would go on trips myself and, and on the mission field with construction trips and prayer trips and whatever, outreach trips. And I interviewed one guy and he said something to the effect of the gospel means and missions means go. Mm. Now, for some of you, that means go get your wallet yeah. and, and open it up. For others of you, it means go get on a plane and go on a mission trip for a week or two. Mm. And others, it may be full time. Everyone must go and give something, Yeah, participate in some fashion or manner. And I thought, this guy's got it. He gets it. And so he, he happened to go and give as well. So that, that's the concept we're kind of trying to drive home this week. Yeah. 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 Action. You know, I think that's the big thing. And a question I asked my wife after Nate spoke was, what are some God dreams that you have? Like, you know, just questions like that. What is something that God's placing in your heart right now that seems too big? too complex for you to figure out and ha or handle by yourself. That's a great question that we could ask this week. Yeah. In our groups. That's yeah. awesome. And we'll see what happens. See, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. I think it'd be a great talking point. Well, on behalf of Pastor Brian and Pastor Isaac and Pastor Lennon, who's missing MIA, this is Rob Bryce saying thanks for listening to this episode of the Journey to Church Walks at You podcast. God bless you. 